All right, go ahead. Yeah, you can. He was pretty, he was really good. Is he in that tree? Oh, 
Okay, guys. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll find out. 
where you can find that Jesus, all witchcraft, Jesus, all witness, all divination, all witchcraft and spells, voodoo spells, words and the signs and incantations, Jesus, over this whole town, over this whole area, over our minds, our bodies, and our spirit, Jesus. And help you, the only thing you that has, help us, Jesus, the only thing that has dominion, the only thing that has power over us is you, Jesus, and your Holy Spirit. And your spirit is the spirit of truth. And your spirit is the spirit of prophecy. Give us dreams and visions and revelations. Continue to pour out your spirit. Rain down upon us, Jesus. And breathe upon us, Jesus. Blow your cool winds upon us, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us to hear you. Help us to see you. Help us to feel you, Jesus. And you are changing us, Jesus. You are edifying us and strengthening us. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray. We say hallelujah. Amen. In the holy name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, in our last uh, sermon, we were in, uh, we were at the end of Exodus, and we were looking at the finishing up of the tabernacle, the tabernacle plan. We were looking at how that applies um, to Jesus and what Jesus did. Now, how everything that Jesus did applied to that tabernacle plan. We were specifically looking at the end of the tabernacle plan. In uh, Leviticus, uh, not Leviticus, but uh, Exodus 40, Exodus 40, where we had the sons of Levi, Moses was instructed by God to baptize and wash the sons of Levi in the laver. Remember, the laver was what they were supposed to go to um, before they uh, got to the Holy of Holies. And so he told them to, to wash and be anointed in that laver, and how that was a pre- an early uh, form of baptism. Hallelujah. So what we're going to do is we're going to go uh, right into Leviticus chapter 1. Yeah, if anybody has the Bible, we're in Leviticus chapter 1. Yeah. You, are you following this, Rose? We're in Leviticus chapter 1. Hallelujah. All right, it says, And the Lord called unto Moses and spake unto him, Out of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, If any man of you bring an offering unto the Lord, ye shall bring your offering of the cattle, even of the herd and of the flock. If his offering be a burnt sacrifice of the herd, then offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own voluntary will, at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation of the Lord. So he says to offer the, the sacrifice at the door. Okay? So Jesus says in the New Testament that we're supposed to offer up our bodies a living sacrifice. Our lives a living sacrifice. So we're supposed to offer it and pour out the, uh, the, the, the voluntary offering at the door. So we think about that in the terms of the New Testament, what that means to leave it at the door. That's what we talk about when we talk about um, leaving the old man behind and walking into the new man. Hallelujah. And he shall put his hand upon the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make an atonement for him. And he shall kill the bullock before the Lord and the priest. So he's, kill, he's killing the, the, uh, the bullock, which is a, a bull or, a, or a, uh, a cow, a male cow, um, in front of God himself, Jesus, and the priests. Okay, it says the Lord and the priests and Aaron's sons. And he shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood round about upon the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall flay the burnt offering and cut it into pieces. And the sons of Aaron, Aaron the priest, 
shall put fire upon the altar and lay the wood in order upon the fire. And the priest Aaron's son shall lay the parts, the head and the fat, in order upon the wood that is on the fire which is upon the altar. But his inwards and his legs shall be washed in water. And the priest shall burn all on the altar to be a burnt sacrifice and offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. And of it his offering be of the flocks, namely of the sheep or of the goats, for a burnt sacrifice he shall bring it a male without blemish, and he shall kill it on the side of the altar northward before the Lord. And the priest Aaron's son shall sprinkle his blood round about upon the altar, and he shall cut it in pieces in his pieces with his head and his fat, and the priest shall lay them in order on the wood that is on the fire, which is upon the altar. But he shall wash the inwards and the legs with water, and the priest shall bring it all and burn it upon the altar. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, of a sweet savor unto the Lord. And if the burnt sacrifice for his offering to the Lord be of fowls, then he shall bring his offering of turtle doves or of young pigeons, and the priest shall bring it unto the altar and wring off his head and burn it on the altar. And the blood thereof shall be wrung out at the side of the altar, and he shall pluck away his crop with his feathers and cast it beside the altar on the east part by the face of the ashes. And he shall cleave it with the wings thereof, but it shall not divide asunder, and the priest shall burn it upon the altar upon the wood that is upon the fire. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by the fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. Hallelujah. So Jesus let us right into Leviticus chapter two. And he and when any will offer a meat offering unto the Lord, his offering shall be a fine flour, and he shall pour oil upon it and put frankincense therein. And he shall bring it to Aaron's sons, the priest, and he shall take thereof his handful of the flour thereof and the oil thereof, with all the frankincense thereof, and the priest shall burn the memorial of it upon the altar. To be an offering made by a fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. And so, even though this isn't the altar of incense, we know that when we when we hear a sweet savor, we know that in the New Testament, we hear this in Revelation, that our prayers go up as a sweet savor, a sweet smelling incense before God, before Jesus in the holy of holy place in heaven. Hallelujah. And the remnant is line three, and the remnant of the meat offering shall be Aaron's and his sons. It is a thing most holy of the offerings of the Lord made by fire. And if thou bring an oblation of a meat offering, bake it in the oven, it shall be unleavened cakes, a fine flour mingled with oil or unleavened wafers, anointed with oil. And if thy oblation be a meat offering, bake it in a pan, it shall be a fine flour unleavened mingled with oil. Thou shalt part it in pieces and pour oil thereon as a meat offering. And if thy oblation be a meat offering bacon in a frying pan, it shall be made of fine flour with oil. And thou shalt bring the meat offering that is made of these things unto the Lord. And when it is presented unto the priest, he shall bring it unto the altar. And the priest shall take from the meat offering a memorial thereof, and shall burn it upon the altar. It is an offering made by fire of a sweet savor, a sweet savor again, unto the Lord. And that which is left of the meat offering shall be Aaron's and his sons. It is a thing most holy of the offerings of the Lord made by fire. And so anytime we hear in the, in the scripture about a sweet savor, think about prayer. Think about the priests praying in that moment when they're, as they are offering that, as they are um, putting that upon the altar, as they are uh, 
comparing it. Think about them praying. Every spirit and Savior applied to the New Testament. Jesus said that our prayers go before him as a sweet Savior, as a, as a memorial before him. So we think about that in terms of prayer. Hallelujah. And that which is left of the meat offering shall be Aaron and his sons. It is a thing most holy that the offerings of the Lord made by fire. No meat offering which ye shall bring unto the Lord shall be made of leaven. For ye shall burn no leaven nor any honey in any offering of the Lord made by fire. As to the oblation of the first fruits, ye shall offer them unto the Lord, but they shall not be burnt on the altar for a sweet savor. And every oblation of a meat offering shall thou season with salt, neither shall thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering. With all thine offerings thou shalt offer salt. Okay, remember Jesus talked about salt. Remember he talked about that. Everything that is in the, in the, in the Old Testament applies to the New Testament. Hallelujah. This is why it's important to go back and read the Old Testament. Even though we're reading from the books of the law, um, remember what Jesus said about the law, that not a, not a jot, not a tittle will be removed from the law to heaven and earth pass away. So this is the reason why it's, it's, uh, it's good for us to go back and to read these things. Hallelujah. And every oblation of thy meat offering thou shalt season with salt. Neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering. With all thine offerings thou shalt offer salt. If thou offer a meat offering of thy first fruits unto the Lord, thou shalt offer for the meat offerings of thy first fruits green ears of corn dried by the fire, even corn beaten out of full ears. And thou shalt put oil upon it and lay frankincense therein. It is a meat offering. And the priest shall burn the memorial of it, part of the beef corn thereof, and part of the oil thereof, with all the frankincense thereof. It is an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And so Jesus led us right into Leviticus uh, chapter 3. Excuse me, one second. Everybody still with me? Ed, Joel, you guys, you guys still, still, still with us? All right, all right. You guys follow. I'm not, I'm not moving too fast, am I? Okay. Mr. Rose, are you still with us? Okay. All right. And if his oblation be of a sacrifice, a peace offering, if he offered of the herd, whether it be male or female, he shall offer it without blemish before the Lord. Okay, and so our offering, when we go before Jesus, is supposed to be without punishment. It's supposed to be perfect. This is why um, in the New Testament, when Paul is talking about um, taking the communion, he says, do not take it unworthy. We're supposed to go before Jesus without punishment. Okay, that's mind, body, and spirit. Okay, because he's also talking about the, the inner things. Okay, without blemish. We're supposed to come before him without blemish. So everything, again, everything that you read in the Old Testament applies to the New Testament. Amen. And so this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're just going to read lines 1 through 8. Jesus led us to read lines 1 through 8 in Leviticus 3. It's one of the more. Okay, so without blemish before the Lord. 
and he shall lay his hand upon the head of his offering and kill it at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron's sons, the priest, shall sprinkle the blood upon the altar round about. And he shall offer up the sacrifice of the peace offering, offering made by fire uh, to the Lord. The fat that covers the inwards and all the fat that is upon the inwards. And the two kidneys and the fat that is on them, which is by the flanks and the call above the river, with the kidneys, it shall, it shall be taken away. And Aaron's son shall burn it on the altar upon the burnt sacrifice, which is upon the wood that is on the fire. It is an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. And it is offered for a sacrifice of peace, offering unto the Lord via the flock, male or female, he shall offer it again without blemish. If he offer a lamb for his offering, then shall he offer it before the Lord. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of his offering, and kill it before the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron's son shall sprinkle the blood thereof round about upon the altar. Okay, and so that lamb, remember he said that he, he could offer um, a lamb. We know that Jesus was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And again, this applies because it says that they were supposed to kill it before, okay, which means in front of the tabernacle, that means outside of the tabernacle. Jesus was also killed in the same way he was crucified outside of the city gate, outside of the temple. Okay, so this, this is why Jesus is the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. It was prophesied, God knew that he was going to come to the earth, one of the end, before he created Adam, and be slain for our sins, the final sacrifice, the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. So Jesus led us to go back to Exodus 40. And we're going to look at that, that baptism in the Bible. Exodus 40, the first line we're going to go to is line 12. Hallelujah. And thou shalt bring Aaron and his sons upon the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and wash them with water. Okay? That's baptism. Okay? May he send hands and feet. So remember what Jesus did uh, after the Last Supper. They washed Jesus. He, he told his, his, his disciples he was going to going to wash their feet. He washed their feet. The same way, the same way Aaron and his sons were brought into the priesthood. In the same way the apostles were brought into the priesthood because they had they, they washed each other's feet. Jesus told them to do this. Make sure that you do this. Okay? They they did the communion. He said, Do this as often as you please, do this as often as you, as you can, to remember me. But then he said, after the foot washing, he says, you also do this as well, too. So add in fellowship in our church services, all right, when we come together, this is the thing that we're supposed to do, too. We're supposed to, we did one last year with our uh, our local church, with our pastor. We did a foot washing. It was very humbling. It was very uh, personal. Uh, it was very, uh, it was edifying. It brought us closer together as a congregation. Have you guys ever done a foot washing at, at, your, at your churches, at your congregations? Ever? Has anybody done it? You've done you've done some ads? What about you guys? Have you guys done a foot washing? You should you should um go back and read it and, and try it out. And and, and really it is really like you can you know, pray for it. You know, it's a serious thing and it's a it's a really true humbling thing. You know, um and uh, it's, it's, it's special. It's special. It's bringing you closer together as a congregation. It's bringing you closer together um, in your fellowship. And uh, it's something that you're supposed to do. Okay? Hallelujah. And so, 
So Aaron and his sons, they were washed, they washed in the lab of water. Moses washed in the lab of water. Aaron washed his sons. Um, Moses washed Aaron. Um, okay, and then now we're going to go to Exodus, I mean, uh, yeah, Exodus 40, line 29, and we're going to line 30. And he put the altar of the burnt offering by the door of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation, and he offered upon it the burnt offering and the meat offering, and the Lord commanded Moses. And he sat the laver, okay, this is that, that thing that looked like um, it was golden, it was bronze, and it looked like a fountain. And they put their hands washed their hands to this thing's laver, okay? So he put the laver between the tent of the congregation and the altar, and put water there to wash the dog. And Moses and his sons wash their hands and their feet there it. Okay? So it's the same thing that Jesus did for his disciples. You know, he said, uh, if you don't do this, you have no part in you. Okay? Because now they, they were brought and that, from that moment, of course before that, but this is um, a symbolically bringing them in and seriously bringing them into the, to the priesthood of Melchizedek. Hallelujah. And so now we're going to go Jesus led us straight to Hebrews, Hebrews 7. We're going to read about the priesthood of Melchizedek. So Hebrews 7, 7 20. Hallelujah. Are we still there, Mr. Rose? Still with us? Okay. All right. Hebrews 7, 7 28. And without on all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. And here men that die receive tithes, but there he received them of whom it is witness that he lived. And as I may say, so say, Levi also who received tithes paid tithes in Abraham. For him he was yet in the one who was following him, he that met him. So remember. Levi wasn't born yet. Abraham uh, hadn't even thought of Levi yet. <laughs> you know, he was it, was, it was Abraham, you know, that Isaac, you know, Abraham had his son Isaac, and then Isaac had Jacob, and then Jacob, of course, had his, his, his son. So Levi wasn't even a, a thought yet, but through the through the ancestry, it says here, for he is dead in the mourns of his father, and he is that man, Hallelujah. If therefore perfection were, were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? For the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. For he of whom these things are spoken pertains to another tribe, of which no man gave attendance at the altar. Another tribe. Okay? Another tribe. We look in, if we look at um, the Revelation, if we look at the 144,000 as a tribe, it's not named. That tribe is the tribe of Daniel. Okay? And we know that Isaiah talked about this. He said that Jesus would bring freedom, liberty to the Gentiles. That 12th tribe is the, is the tribe of the Gentiles. You don't see, if you look at, if you look at, um, let me pull it up here so I can do that. Go ahead. Blessings. 
Oh, let me give you instructions. Let me give you instructions before you go. Alright, Revelation 7. Look at Revelation 7 and look at the 12 tribes. Okay, well, it's 11 tribes. Name it, or 12, sorry. Okay, so Dan is not named there. Okay? The last tribe that's named is not, the, the tribe is not named there is Dan, it's replaced by the Gentiles. Okay? Amen. Alright, so continuing. Actually, I hope you heard that. I don't know if you heard that, actually, but that, that was it. We just pointed, just pointed that out. Now, that's the just pointed that out. All right. Going back to Hebrews 7. All right. Hebrews 7, 7 28. All right, so. For the priests of the exchanger of made of necessity, they changed also of the law. For he of whom these things are spoken pertaining to another tribe, of which no man gave attendance at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses did nothing concerning priesthood. And it is yet far more evident for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there arises another priest, who is made not after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the power of the endless life. Be testified if thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So Jesus gave you something. He gave you something. He talked about the he's talking about the tribe of the Gentiles. Okay? And the tribe of Judah. Okay. Hallelujah. For he testified thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. For there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going forth for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. For the law being nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did by the wisdom draw nigh unto God. For inasmuch as not without an oath, he was made priest. For those priests were made without an oath. But this with an oath by him that said unto him, The Lord swear and will not repent, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. By so much was Jesus made of a, made a surety of a better testament. And they truly were many priests, because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, because he continued ever has an unchangeable priesthood, therefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make a successful for them. For such a high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heat that is hit in the heavens, who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer a sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people. For this he did once when he offered up himself. For the law maketh men high priests, which had infirmity. But the word of the oath, which persists the law, maketh the Son, who is consecrated forevermore. So Jesus is consecrated forevermore. He's a priest forevermore, and we are made priests forever. Not like the um, the, 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 the ironic priesthood, which was for, for a time, and of course every priest died. Jesus, the, the high priest, the final high priest, does not die. He's, he's everlasting. He is, he is Jesus. He is the eternal God. God Almighty. So the last thing that he has led us to is Acts 2, 47. Amen. And I heard Ed mention this earlier. Hallelujah. And we're still on, on the subject of, of baptism. Acts 2, 
Lines 4 through 7. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. And the Spirit gave them utterance, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now, when this was going abroad, the multitudes came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. They were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how fear ye every man in their own tongue wherein you were born, Parthians and Medes and Edomites and dwellers in Mesopotamia, and in Judea and Cappadocia, and Pontus in Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, in Egypt and the parts of Libya, about Cyrene and Frames of Rome, Jews and proselytes. Preach in Arabia, we can hear them speak in our own, in our tongues, the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were about saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea and all you that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my word, for these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day, for this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall see shall dream dreams. And all my servants and all my handmaids I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke, the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Before that great and notable day of the Lord come. Hallelujah. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. You men of Israel hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken him by wicked hands and crucified and slain, whom God had raised up, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. That's how incredible Jesus is. That's how incredible God is in death cannot even take hold upon it. For David speaketh, hallelujah, concerning him, I first saw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad, moreover also my flesh shall rest, shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption, Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Okay, they're saying his grave is there with us to this day. That's how we know, that they, that's how they knew that, they, what, that the scripture was not talking about David, okay? There's even an interesting video on, on um, a YouTube channel called Holy Insight. Where they actually go and find where the uh, the grave of David is, and still known even to this day. Okay? Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise a Christ to sit on his throne. Okay, the fruit of his loins, that's his that's his his um progenitor, his um his children, his children's children. Okay? Alright? He's saying this before sake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell. Neither his flesh is corruption. So we know that when everyone is resurrected, those who are in Christ, okay, 
David and the patriarchs and the prophets were going to see all of them, and every other one of our family members that believed and were baptized in Jesus' name, and Jesus had had that mercy upon them to be a part of that, will be there. We'll receive them. Okay? So this, so this is something that's supposed to um, soothe our hearts, to soothe our spirits, to know that we're going to see um, our love to have passed away and that Jesus is hallelujah. Okay? He, he's saying this before sin of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul is not left in hell, neither his flesh is in corruption. This means that God raised up where we are all are all our witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalting, having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which we now see here. The right hand of God is not um, that Jesus actually stands on the right hand of God. Jesus is God. The right hand of God represents power, represents majesty. When you see a king, he holds up the scepter in his right hand and he extends it. That is the right hand. The right hand of the king is his power. That is power. That is the power of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The right hand. Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which you now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. That power be crushed underneath of the scepter of Jesus. Hallelujah. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely that God has made that same Jesus whom we have crucified both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay? In the name of Jesus Christ. Not the Father, not the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Father is Jesus, the Son is Jesus, and the Holy Ghost is Jesus. This is why they say, in the name of Jesus Christ, okay? Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall be shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words that he testified and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they glad they, they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread in prayers. Okay, this is what we did today. This is what um, we've been doing. Um the last couple of years, continuing on the apostles' doctrine, okay, and fellowship and breaking the bread and prayer. This is what we've been doing, Ed, and, um, in, in the mornings on Wednesday morning. We've been, been sharing and fellowship in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship and breaking the bread and prayers. Hallelujah. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, and all that believed were together and had all things common. And sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, every man had them. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Okay? With gladness and singleness of heart, I think they were all focused on the same thing. Praising God and having faith with all the people that the Lord added to the church. Daily, such as should be saved. Amen. Hallelujah. So, what we're reading in Leviticus is the, is the exact uh, equivalent to, um, to baptism. 
in the Old Testament. Okay, you see baptism in the New Testament. Okay, being baptized the priesthood of Levi, being baptized into the priesthood of Melchizedek. Hallelujah. And so, do we have any um, any reflections? Any uh, anything? Uh, any personal revelations that anybody wants to share? Miss Rose, Ashley, Ed, Don, uh, anybody, does anybody have anything they want to share? Anything that you got out of that? Hallelujah. Come here, Andy. You said you got something? Amen. Amen. That, you're, you're exactly right, Ms. Rose. Um, I think Ed, Ed, Ed has something. Okay. Amen. Something that's interesting that fits in with what you were sharing is that Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist as a son of Zechariah the high priest which carried John, carried the, the Levitical priesthood, the authority of it, and baptized Christ into the Levitical priesthood to carry the authority of God as a priest and to fulfill all righteousness. And he led the way. His name is Jesus. And now in that name, it carries all authority. When he said baptizing in them, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, it's because cry in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen. And you're complete in him. Yes. And you get, you repent towards the Father. We get baptized into Christ and we receive the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus is amazing. And people that are baptized into Jesus Christ will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. We must walk into his obedience. And it's amazing that every religious system that people have become part of and are in part of will resist the baptism into the name of Jesus. Why? Because Lutheran, Catholic, um, Mennonite, Amish, Hutterite, it doesn't matter. Systems resist the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's all in that name. Amen. Amen. And it's interesting that you shared about um, Levitical priesthood. For, I didn't um, hear anything he said, Daryl. The, oh, I don't know oh, repeat that. Again. Can you repeat that one more time so she can hear that? Which one? Just, just say, say what you said again because she wanted to hear that. This is Ashley's mother. Amen. The, um, with the Trinity, how the Trinity relates to baptism, we repent towards God, we get baptized into Christ, and we get filled with the Holy Spirit. All three are involved in salvation. And Christ, and earlier I was saying, Christ was baptized into the authority of the Levitical priesthood by John the Baptist, which carried the authority from Zechariah, his father. Zechariah being the, being the high priest. Amen. And then you said something um, after that about the, um, religious, the, the system. religious system. Amen. It's every religious system that man has created, the Tower of Babel, represented by church structures. And I've seen it with Catholic, Amish, Mennonite, Hutterite, any ites you want to talk about. They baptize him into systems instead of the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Just Amen. Just Amen. Amen.
Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, it's, it's interesting. There's one name. Amen. One name is the name of Jesus. He said that in the end, he said, my, he said, my, I will be known as one and my name and name will be one. Hallelujah. And so it's interesting because Jesus humbled himself so much. He humbled himself to, it says he humbled himself to the, to, to die, to, to be, um, uh, I'm going to have the word, but he humbled himself in order to, to experience death, but he humbled himself also to a, to a human being level where he would still have to go through the order that he had set up previously through the Levitical priesthood by being baptized by John. And so that's, that's very interesting as you say that, Ed. Um, and even with that, that priesthood um, being handed over in an orderly way, going into the priesthood of Melchizedek, and him saying, him saying to John that, that he should do that, that he was supposed to do that. And that's why you had to be washed, just like the priests were washed, and to accept that mantle. And from that moment on, Amen. the Holy Ghost came on him, Amen. and he fulfilled the priesthood of the believers. Amen. Hallelujah. And so this is this is why this is why we have to um, fellowship. You know, we uh, we are edified in one another. We prefer one another. Iron sharpens iron in, in the in our fellowships, and we have to continue. We have to continue in our in our fellowships. We have to continue to come together. We have to continue to learn and study the scriptures together to understand and to grow in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ashley, did you have anything? Ashley, did you have anything? Did you have anything? Any reflections that we everything we read or anything? You don't have anything? All right. All right. All right. So we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and end right there. Appreciate our everybody coming. We appreciate the fellowship. Thank you, Don. Thank you guys. You guys are a blessing, and we'll hope to do it again real soon. Real soon. Well, everybody have a blessed rest of your day and a blessed rest of your night. Miss Rose, we love you. We love you guys. And we'll see you guys uh, next Saturday. We're on Zoom uh, every Saturday at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Uh, here in South Dakota. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be here next Saturday. Amen. And hopefully we'll be up and uh, live streaming again soon as well, too. We're getting our computer, computer fixed. But blessings, everybody. We'll see you guys. We'll talk to you guys. And the blessings of Jesus. May Jesus bless you and keep you. Amen. Okay. Thank you. Blessings. Love you. Blessings, everybody.